This is the EvoTel Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Evertel Podcast. I'm your host, John Carricker, again joined by Bradley Becker, Evertel General Manager. Bradley, we, we teased this uh, podcast and I'm really looking forward to it. Smart cities and the way of the future. We've been talking about smart cities for years. We hear the government talking about smart cities. Can we, I don't want to use the word trust, do, do we have faith that smart cities can be implemented by the government? Um, I mean, as a South African, obviously, we've, we've been through quite a bit. Um, so it's always difficult to kind of trust the process and believe that, you know, these deliverables are actually achievable. But, um, you know, I guess if we all work hand in hand, us as fiber providers, you know, your internet service providers that can then add, you know, value added services on top of that, and then your, your municipalities and your government institutes, I think it's going to be a very collaborative effort. I think, the technology and the infrastructure has been so far behind for a very long time. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, synergy needed. Um, but again, uh, you have to remain as positive as you possibly can. So I, I definitely think as the industry matures a lot more, which it is starting to, to do, the municipalities and the government's uh, institutions will start seeing the maturity in it and will want to start tapping into the whole smart city concept a lot more so i think us as fnos have to basically just enable them and start showing them and educating municipalities as well um, i think that's also where a lot of our trust is going to come is around educating them so that they understand the benefits and i think that's where the gap is currently public service also famous for slowly turning it turns but it just takes a long time for something to happen because of various reasons whereas the private sector can move a little bit faster so the two of them working together, you speed up the government and then the government can make sure that you guys are behaving yourselves. No, 100%. And I think there's learning opportunity on both sides. You know, us as an FNO, there's things that, that we're not aware of and, and things that we learn along the way. And I think it's our responsibility now as a fiber network operator in these areas to start educating municipalities and governments um, in terms of what they can unlock and how we can actually better their lives and better their, their employees' lives, etc. Um, so, yeah. Okay, let's talk about how you can. How can you make lives better? When we talk about a smart city, what do you see as Evertel? Um, when, I, when I think of smart city, I, I literally think of a hub where um, you know, information is able to flow um, quite, quite efficiently. Um, you know, that, that has always been a big struggle for South Africans is the, the access to information. Um, so I see an environment where you know, community members, municipality members um, are all able to connect to one another. Um, you know, most communities we build in are, are very tight-knit. So, yeah, I see a lot of cohesiveness in terms of communication within communities. Um, I see people living a lot of a, a stressful-less life, if that's the word. <laughs> less stressful. Less stressful, I was thinking <laughs> of the, uh, the, the, the word. Um, in the sense that, you know, they can go to work and they can go on holiday knowing that their area is looked after from a security point of view, um, etc. So I see, you know, a lot of cameras going up, a lot of Wi-Fi hotspots going up where people can continuously connect to the internet, can continuously check into their communities, their houses, and make sure that, you know, everything is, is safe. Um, and then, you know, like if you look at Times Square as an example, right? right. Everything is digital. Everything is connected to ads, um, you know, information, public announcements. All those things are, are 
they're able to kind of give that information to people um, using that platform. So I also see you know opportunity where communities can have community notice boards that are constantly connected to the internet, so that again real time information can flow around events, etc., that are happening. So yeah, there's. When I see a smart city, I literally see large. cars flying around, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just thinking there, there's so many opportunities with fast internet and fast, relatively free internet. Yeah. It costs, but it's cheap at the moment. I could start a community TV station or a community radio station. Correct. Because it's I can I can stream online, really, well, almost for free if yeah. I've got my fiber connection. So 100%. there's that communication you're talking about. Um, uh, let, let's talk about the... Um, take a break edit here <laughs> um, is let's talk about how the government can work better using a smart city in the previous podcast you mentioned smart meters for example yeah I mean smart metering um, is going to be quite a big thing I think in the next year or so as as we start trying to find more efficient ways of running our municipalities etc again I think the overall well-being of that community and the municipality will kind of be tackled with with connectivity in the sense that they don't have to go and employ hundreds or thousands of people to go and take the 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 meters um, or the readings of the meters you know all of this can be done real time so I think we start shifting from being you know reactive to being proactive Um, you know we start allowing community members to have view of of their meters and and kind of you know that um, so that synergy between community members and, and municipalities is right. better because now there's no frustration. You know, <laughs> like it's very clear. This is how much you've used. This is how much you pay. I'm, I'm seeing things with the solar providers. Some of my mates have got solar providers. And they can see how much electricity is coming in and out on an app, which is connected somehow to their to their solar. That's what you're seeing for electricity as well. I could see exactly what's happening. Electricity, water, um, you, you know, your basic um, utilities, etc., should be able to monitor real time. Um, and again, like I think, there's a lot that has to go into it. Um, but the municipalities are starting to to flirt with the idea, so it's really exciting. It's more than just government service delivery, which we get speed, all those kind of things. How does it help me? Um, the one thing I'm thinking of is is Checker 6060, for example, and the other service deliveries. That's because I've got fast internet and and I can follow the driver. That's, again, because of internet, right? Correct. Um, I mean, a lot of the cities that we also have built in um, are a lot of your secondary cities that don't necessarily have Uber and Mr. D and all those types of things. So I think as we start rolling out more fiber networks and, and like I said, the industry starts maturing, the likes of Take A Lot, Mr. D, Uber, Bolt, all those um, companies start gaining an appetite to want to go and deliver service in these areas because they know there's going to be an appetite for it and people are able to actually order the service um, by just simply being connected to the internet. Again, everything we do nowadays is connected to the internet to some degree, whether you're using a wireless connect- connection on your phone or whether you're connected at home via fiber. Like you, The need to always be connected is always going to be there. Uh, we, we threw ahead to an acronym called IOT, the Internet of Things. And just before we started recording this, we were talking about how much of our current life is connected to the Internet. There's the phone. Uh, television, might, or at least I've got a smart TV, is connected. I've got the Apple TV, which is connected. And I'm starting to run out of plugs to be able to plug it into. Yeah. You know? So you suddenly realize it when you do all those kind of things. But you were talking fridges and light bulbs, all those things. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a victim 
uh, of this of a lot of this of the stuff in my own household and I'm currently going through that whole process of trying to build my own little smart home mm-hmm. um, and it's I'll give you a, a little story um, I left home and I forgot to close the garage door you know a lot can happen people can break in people can take stuff out of the garage my dogs can escape you know and the way technology has evolved now um, if if I have a connected home I'm able to actually on an app look oh geez the door's open let me close it um you know before you even get home you can already start switching on lights so that you've got that sense of security when you get home there's even you know we've got a a little dog at home he likes chewing things there's ways that you can even speak to your dog um (laughs) through the cameras Uh, i saw something on on the internet the other day of a little dog treat system that when your dog is misbehaving and when you're not at home you can talk to them through this little um, it's like a little screen wow. and if they acknowledge it they touch the screen and a little treat comes out oh, okay. you know? so there's ways that you can also just better your life mm. and live a more comfortable life by just having that uh, less anxiety around what's happening at home etc but there's there's so many things VoIP is also another thing which is which is your phone mm-hmm. so you can make phone calls using the internet which is a lot cheaper so that's a huge a huge advantage of fiber um, but yeah there's as things start start evolving there'll be a lot more technology that gets added but light bulbs switches uh, anything I'd, I'd tell you a story I saw about a smart home as well as it was a dog who didn't like going outside to do its business in the dark yes. and it needed the light on. So the guy installed a smart switch that goes via the internet when it goes out the little doggy door. Yes. And as it goes out the little doggy door, it switches the outside lights on so the dog could go outside and do his little business. And it's small, it's small things like that <laughs> that just better your life, right? Sure. And, and yeah, that's the exciting part of, of building a smart home. And, and it's flexible, right? You build a smart home based on your needs. And, and that's the exciting thing. There's a lot, a lot that you can do, but it's based on what you need. All right. If I can't afford all of that, let's talk about security. And I think that's the big issue that comes up. Everybody's uh, security and electricity are the two things South Africans talk about all the time. Um, how will a smart city help secure me on my everyday life? Um, so in a few of the areas that we have built fiber networks in, we've actually installed camera nodes in selected areas, uh, selected parts of, of that area. And um, we work very closely with like the municipality, the CPF, et cetera, to identify crime hotspots. Again, you know, if, if criminals know that they're constantly being watched and there's technology to be able to trace their every move and to pick up on you know, um, weird instances where they in an area that they shouldn't be in. You know, there's there's all this technology that can start flagging people proactively. Um, so we we install camera nodes throughout specific area um, where they, like I said, it's crime hotspots. The this camera technology has AI enablement, so it can pick up on license plate recognition. Um, it uses algorithms to pick up whether this is usual, this is unusual, and if it's unusual, it will flag it. Yeah. Again, whether it's an issue or not, it's always good to proactively deal with these things. Mm. So, and again, we, we allow the SAPS, etc., to tap into this space so that, again, they can add another layer of security um, to the community that they serve. Again, so you, you said that twice now as being proactive. So you're seeing something before it happens as opposed to the crime having happened and then the police arrive, take your statement. And no, exactly. So comes from. Yeah, and then I suppose having cameras as well allows you to also deal with, let's say the police don't get there on time. Unfortunately, things happen. Mm. You know, you're able to trace the route that that car drove to right. kind of escape or whatever. Yes. Um, so there's, there's a lot of benefits to it, even though 
you can't always react or you can't always deal with it proactively there's ways that we can also then go and find that person afterwards by using the t- technology installed what is the timeline bradley put uh <laughs> again <laughs> What is the timeline, Bradley Becker, that we can see a smart city? We're talking sometimes 30 to 40 years, 25 years. Do you see this just one day we're going to wake up and go, oh, we're living in a smart city? Um, no, I think it is, it's, there is a long-term play here. I don't think, again, just like the fiber industry, you know, it took roughly around 10 years for like it really to start gaining traction. I think the space that we're in, technology has evolved very quickly, so I don't see it taking as long as you know the fiber industry took to mature. So I definitely see smart homes and smart cities coming into play in the next five years well, uh, minimum. I'm imagining it'll grow like fiber grew. It'll start with uh, four or five little houses that are working together and becoming a smart block, smart neighborhood, and, and growing out like that. So I'm seeing security companies in the areas that we've built in be able to evolve and expand their horizon in sense of what service delivery they can give to their current customers there. Um, You know, they can start really adding technology from their side to better their services. Um, Yeah, and just, again, instilling back into the, or giving back to the community and empowering them. That's new business opportunities, et cetera, as well, they come along with it as well. Uh, Instead of just having a security guard with a gun going there, they can hire IT guys and you can hire people who just sit in an office. You don't need to be super fit. So there's different people can be employed as well. Definitely. So many options. Uh, All right, we're going to leave it there. We've been talking forever about smart cities. Hopefully we get a smart city soon. Uh, but I think with a private investment and government working together, I think we should get something soon. Bradley Becker, thank you very much. Evertel General Manager joining us here on the Evertel Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or visit www.evotel.co.za.